Hi there, and welcome to this week's edition of the Rangers, uh, sorry, the Jersey Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast made by fans for fans, where the content is absolutely free. It is a bonus Friday episode. Rangers are at Ibrox tomorrow against Motherwell, so we're doing a quick preview show to, to look at that game, and we'll have a wee quick chat about the St Mirren game through the week there. Uh, as I say every week, guys, it's not just the forum that we have. We have a, a sorry, it's not just the podcast we have. We have the forum, a social media. Uh, articles, there's a history archive on the site. It's all uh, independent and uh, free content for yourselves, made by us for you. Uh, if you've never listened to the pod or watched us, as, as, as the case tonight, we would ask you to subscribe. We're approaching 4,000 subscribers now. We're just a couple hundred off. So a big thanks to everyone who's subscribed so far and, and, and listens regularly. And if you haven't subscribed, then please do. Uh, the podcast is live tonight. It's a Friday night, but as always, it will be available to download and stream on a variety of platforms tomorrow, uh, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher, Spotify, and the usual places where you get uh, your podcast, guys. So uh, on to the introductions. Only got one guest tonight. It's uh, Stuart Weir sitting in his wee cubby hole there. How are you, Stuart? How's your Friday <laughs> night going? Yes, it's, uh, it's, it's going okay. I'm sorry. Um, one or two folk will be disappointed that um, I won't be like some Bond villain tonight, sitting here <laughs> st- stroking my cat, planning <laughs> world domination. But uh, I could have said something else there, but I won't. Yeah, as long as, long uh, as it's just your cat you're stroking. Yes, sure, that's uh, but but it's uh, <laughs> yes, good to good to uh, good to be back. Yeah, I. It's, I mean, it's you know you'll probably be aware that we've, we've been trying to introduce some sort of new content recently. You know, we've been doing the European preview stuff, so. No European game this week, so we thought we would do the, the Friday night again and have a wee look at uh, the, the Motherwell game tomorrow. But before before we get on to that, Stuart, uh, I, I think we, we should have a wee sort of quick discussion about the game on Wednesday night there. You know, a real, real disappointment for Rangers uh, losing 3-2 in Paisley against St Mirren. Real chance uh, it's for Steven Gerrard to get his first trophy, especially after Celtic went out in the previous round to Ross County. And it was just... It was everything. The performance was was kind of everything that Rangers have not been this season. You know, they were they, they were just all over the shot. They were they were poor defensively. You know, we've conceded three goals in one game. Uh, I mean, in terms of, I mean, I thought the first half we weren't too bad, but you know, the second half we were, we were so wasteful with possession. And the thing that that really annoyed me, you know, when the situation looked dire, you know, you're into the last minute, two minutes. You know, they, they they get themselves out the hole. You know, they get that equaliser. And me and my boy were jumping about the living room, and I turn and say to him, "I says that's a big moment for this group of players." You know, they've they've been asked a question about their character. You know, the, the whole thing: can they find a way to win when it's not going well for them? They've got that equaliser in the ninetieth minute, and then to just like a minute later yeah. concede the third goal. Yeah, uh, really, really disappointing result. And 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 given you know, it does put that trophy further down the road. You know, it's, a, it's quite a damaging result as well. Yeah, I just thought it was a flat performance for the entire evening. Um, you're, you're always looking for guys, some guys to show a bit of spark. And, and to be honest, I don't think anybody really did. 
you know, I've, I've never had Jim Goodwin up there alongside Otmar Hitzfeld or Jose Mourinho or Walter Smith when it comes to, you know, tactics or nullifying the opposition and, and completely undermining their strengths. But he he did that and St Mirren did a job in Rangers. First of all, um, I thought St Mirren showed a, a, a hell of a lot more fight and a lot more determination to win the game. Hence the reason why they scored uh, an injury time winner. Um, I think that um, you know, uh, and you know, 20, 20 odd games this season, Rangers have won uh, or or won, won comfortably or haven't been beaten. And uh, one game, somebody decides. Uh, I think I will basically put a man marker on uh, the biggest threat in the Rangers team, and lo and behold. Rangers struggled. Now I know you could say that you know that Tavernier's had an outstanding season, but you cannot put all the onus on him. I know that Steven Gerrard didn't start with Barisic and uh, you know on the left, therefore it's it's easier again to 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 play against a team that you know where the the, the main threat is going to come down and only come down the right hand side. But you're looking for other guys to step up, and I thought there were one or two who have the, the kind of tag as being game changers in the Rangers ranks who just just didn't perform. And, you know, again, if if St Mirren had the confidence to put a, a, a guy entirely on Tavernier to to stop his threat down the right and Rangers don't create anything from that, that could be a, a marker for other clubs and other teams for the rest of the season to try against Rangers. I know it might be different again if Barisic is playing in the left. It's very difficult then to dedicate two guys just to stop the opposition playing. But I thought tactically uh, St Mirren were, were pretty sound. But that was aided and abetted by a whole bunch of Rangers players who just did not perform at all. On that, that sort of thing you were talking about Tavernier there, you know, the, I mean, it was very honest at the start, Goodwin, he basically said what he was going to do, yeah. you know, uh, and, and as you say, it worked now, like, me and my mate were sort of on the WhatsApp, and, and the, the point that he made was we, we didn't have Barisic, and that, that you, you've just sort of confirmed that as well, you know, that would maybe make it a bit difficult, if you could maybe nullify one threat in the flank, but try to nullify the two becomes difficult. So is there, is there then an argument, and, and when you look at some of the, the other players that were selected for the night, is there maybe an argument that, that, that Gerard got the team wrong and he's maybe just underestimated the, the, the task at hand? Um, per, perhaps, but then again, you're looking at a Rangers team that has started with Roof and has also started with Kent. And to be honest, I, I would have been looking for more from Ryan Kent um, he has a pretty much a free range um, at, at Rangers as to where he wants to play. But primarily, we've look, been looking for him to provide the threat down the left. And I don't really thought, I, I, I didn't really think that that came from him. Um, you know, I, I will remember, I will remember um, in his first season at Ibrox, Graham Souness in the New Year game, basically kicking the ball out to David Cooper. And David confirmed this himself. And basically, it was told, under the instruction here, here, see what you can do with this. And, and, and in other words, you're the guy that I'm looking to be the match winner. Take yeah. it, take it to the opposition. And I, and I just thought too many guys didn't really quite stand about with their hands in their pockets. But I still think there were too many 
waiting for things just to happen, uh, almost as if they've, they've turned up, saying we've done this, you know, as I say, twenty odd times this season. It's worked for us, and they didn't. They really didn't really have a plan B. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the point you've made on Kent is 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 valid. You know, I'd. I'd I mean, he's. The, the, I've seen a little bit of criticism. Well, no criticism, but certainly people starting to question his contribution over the last few weeks. Uh, and I, I, I always think one thing you get from Kent is uh, the work rate, you know. And I think he does a lot defensively as well. But I don't think there's any doubt he had a poor night the other night. And it was actually him that gave the, you know, it was him that lost possession uh, that, that that led to the penalty. I think Bassey. I mean, Bassey had a poor night as well. But I think he's caught out. Because he, he's not expecting Kent to lose possession, he's caught out. He's in wrong side uh, during the transition, and and then he, and he gives away the penalty, and that's that's the turning point in the game. Because up until that point, uh, I thought Rangers looked really comfortable. It was, but it, by, it was by their very nature, though, the very nature of what they actually do on the pitch, wingers are a, a fickle bunch. You know, I remember again mentioning David Cooper. He went to Motherwell, got back in the Scotland squad, played in the World Cup qualifier against Norway went to take on the Norwegian right back and the guy stuck his leg out and the ball went out for a shy. And, and that was after about four minutes. And David Cooper said, I just knew it wasn't going to be my night then. Yeah. Now, no. <laughs> if, that, if that's your mindset and, and your guy is as much of a genius as, as Cook was and you don't think it's going to be your night, if you're a lesser mortal, what must you be thinking if it doesn't yeah. go well for you after about 10 minutes or 15 minutes? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I do. I, I mean, I, I agree. I think there are one or two, and I think Kent's in that bracket where, you know, I think everyone's looking and expecting a wee bit more from him. In terms of, I mean, last point on, on Wednesday night, don't, don't want to dwell on it too much. Uh, in terms of Stephen Gerrard's record now at Ibrox, now, before I'm, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here, I, I have to declare my love Stephen Gerrard and my man love. I think I think what he's done at Rangers, especially in Europe, is remarkable. However, you know, there comes an expectation with Rangers that there's trophies and there's trophies on a regular basis. Now, I think we all gave him the benefit of the doubt at the start to, to, to get things up and running. But again, going back to Celtic going out in the previous round to, to Ross County, there was a real feeling that, you know, this was a great opportunity for Rangers to get uh, something back in the, in the trophy cabinet. Now, it's like five attempts... In, in the cup competitions, you know, he, he, he's lost twice to Aberdeen, one, once in a semi-final, obviously made the League Cup final last season, lost that, lost to Hearts in the Scottish Cup and now lost to St Mirren. Is this, I mean, is this gnawing away the good stuff that he's doing? Is this becoming a concern that it just doesn't seem to be able in the cup competitions to to, to to win one, essentially, you know, I mean, he was really unlucky. Rangers should have won that one last December against Celtic, but you know, the other the other cup competitions, you would have to say they've all ended in, in really poor fashion. And is that now becoming a concern? You know, I don't don't want to make too much of it, but the fact that that you could be selling tickets to the tenth anniversary dinner of the Petrified Cup um, is. Is 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 something that you know I don't think anybody would have expected of, yeah. of Rangers. And let's let's, let, let, let's not blame Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard has taken Rangers, you know, uh, a seismic leap compared to where they were and what they were doing under previous management. And if you want to point the finger at anybody, you'd be as well point the finger at Mark Warburton Button for for the way that Rangers screwed it up against Hibs in the Scottish Cup final. That was a far easier. 
you know, one-off game to win to win a trophy than anything that Rangers have played probably since then. But it, 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 it might be slightly worrying or slightly concerning until such times as Stephen Gerrard is able to pose in a team group with a trophy at the front, you know, um, sitting in front of Tavernier's um, feet. Um, I think there are going to be question marks over the mentality of uh, the you know this this Rangers team, and also if Stephen Gerrard you know can can move on or or, or, or you know jump the next hurdle in front of him. I, personally, I think he I think he can and I think he will. But until that point in time comes, who knows? You know, uh, you would have to say that there are probably better managers out there. I would think some guy who's actually filling the hot seat at Anfield just now and Jurgen Klopp. You know, people said, you know, this guy has he really got what it, it, it takes. All of a sudden, they go and win the Champions League, then win the league, and everybody's put. You know, you you would put your probably in your house on them again to do it. To do it, sometimes you just need to, get, you know, feel what it's like to win, to continue winning. And I think until that moment comes, there'll still be question marks about both the team and the manager. Want more positive things? Done with St. Mirren and, and and what came with that? You know, on to tomorrow's game against Motherwell. A real opportunity, 13 points clear. A real opportunity with Celtic playing in the Scottish Cup final on Sunday. They they're not they have no league action this week, obviously. So, although they would still have a game in hand, a real opportunity to extend that that points gap even further. Because if you get the points on the board, you know you put the pressure on the, the team chasing. They then really have to win. I mean, I think Celtic have three games in hand after this, you know, and they've got they've got to win them. And obviously, we've got the the game coming up at Ibrox against Celtic in the second of January. If Rangers win that also, then you know it puts them in a strong place. So a win tomorrow again just puts that wee bit more pressure on Celtic. Yeah, I, I, listen, a win tomorrow, and let's be honest, I'm not saying quite that everything that happened in Wednesday night will be forgotten about, but the only thing people will look at probably all Saturday night and all day Sunday is the league table um, to see how far ahead Rangers actually are. Just just to change tack ever so slightly. Given the fact that Celtic are playing catch-up just now, why you wouldn't want to play, I know it's Scottish Cup final week, but why you wouldn't want to get a game, a league match out of the way, rather than them stacking up, where I, I yeah. would put even more pressure on you, has left me a wee bit kind of confused. I know I'm easily confused, but it, it has. <laughs> you know, you would think that you would you would try and go to win that, unless you thought it would put pressure on them. Either way, I think they put pressure on themselves but they've only put pressure on themselves if Rangers can see it out at uh, Ibrox. And what is it unusually a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday? Um, so prepare you. It, it, it's the first time back at Ibrox. Aye, it, it, feels, it, feels like, it feels like an age since we've, since we've played a, a league game at Ibrox as well. Aye. Uh, in, in the previous game, uh, obviously we won that fairly comfortable, Stuart, uh, 5 1 at Fur Park. And Motherwell. Not in the best of form at the moment. One win and um, looking at my, my, my research here, four defeats, one draw, and one win in the last six. So they're not really in, in the best frame of mind. So, in terms of the opposition that, that we could face to get over Wednesday's result, and considering it's at Ibrox as well, a good time to face them, I think. I, I, I think their mindset will be let's have a look at what St. Mirren did to Rangers. And if they can do it, we can do it. That makes it maybe doubly difficult for Rangers. And over the years, I have to say, there have been games that I've seen with Motherwell visiting Ibrox 
Um, and they've been, you know, they've been in the top half of the table. Fighting relegation, and they have made life really, really difficult. I mean, for them, go once. I remember having a board, uh, a last minute uh, to to get the points uh, when they were chasing the title one year. I just think I think Morwell can are a stuffy team. They've got a couple of guys that can can win games for them. I think they're a stuffy team. They're difficult to break down. But you would really look for Stephen Gerrard very much in the dressing room tomorrow and just say, oh, we are performance still. Let's go and get three points. Uh, Gerrard's presser today, Stuart, now he gave an update on the injury front. Balogun got a head injury yeah. on, on Wednesday. He's out. Ryan Jack still out. Is Ryan Jack becoming a bit of concern? I mean, I think it was myself and John that were talking about Ryan Jack on a previous show. And we, we were kind of saying, you know, he's a sort of in for five games, out for three type player. You know what I mean? And it, it, I've seen a few comments today in social media. Folk starting to wonder, that, is there maybe more to this? Because uh, every, every week it's just, he's not far away. He's not far away, you know. So is, is, is it becoming a bit of concern with Ryan Jack? It's it's maybe a, maybe a generational thing and maybe a good job that running some of the people who are making those comments weren't around, um, you know, 30 years ago, um, probably a bit more actually, when Ian Ferguson uh, moved to, to Rangers from St Mirren and he was the exact same, in for so many games, out for so many games, in for so many games. And basically the guy, when he did come good, he was the mainstay of a Rangers team that went on, you know, did nine in a row. Um, I, 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 again, I think by the position that he plays, also the number of games that are being played and the demands that are that are on certain players, I think it's it's only natural that there might be the odd bumps and bruises. But I, I mean, I take on board what people are saying about his overall fitness. But it's a it's sometimes sometimes you just get a run of like that, you know. And, I, and again, historically. You, you point if, if you're a, a Rangers fan with any kind of notion of what's going on in the past, you would point the finger at certain times at Ian Ferguson. You would point, you would point the finger at certain times, or you know, at, at one of the, the the greatest Rangers captains of all time in terms of Richard Goff and and some of the time the, the periods he, that he spent in the treatment table and like you know that he was in for one game and then out for a game. So I think it's just the nature of the beast. I think it might just be a, a, a wee bit of a rut just now fitness-wise. And again, who's to say that the boys, you know, not force themselves back to make a comeback before he's fully before he's fully fit? You and I were joking off air before we come on here and I was telling you a story about Stuart McCall. That was exactly the scenario that he found himself in, that he was, he was struggling... And one injury led to another injury, and one in, in, led to another injury, and he went to a specialist. The specialist cured it within about five minutes, and that was him. That was him after that. And I and again, I just think sometimes you're you're never fully fit at any point in time. Stephen Gerrard was also quite, he was quite keen to sort of, you know, he, 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 
accepted the defeat on 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 Wednesday and said, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. It's it's done. It's dusted. We can't control it. We had the opportunity. We've dropped it. Very keen to sort of focus on the next challenge. It's like we've done that. We'll, we just need to move on now and look at the the next challenge. Scott Arfield was the same. He sort of said that you know disappointed with the result. He made an interesting comment. It sort of alluded to the the mentality within the squad and, and suggested that he thinks that the mentality in this squad is stronger than than, than previous years. And he pointed to you know was it 26, 27 games unbeaten and how well the season is going so far. So I mean, I suppose it's quite good that you know manager and players seem to be on that page. But how important is it that they, they actually do it tomorrow? Because it feels like. The whole, not the whole world, but you know, the whole of Scottish football is now looking at Ibrox tomorrow, mm. thinking, well, this is, you know, we're in December, January time. This is when they traditionally, you know, cock it up, so to speak. So, how important is it that, you know, rather than just saying it at a press conference and saying, yeah, we we took the bad result on Wednesday, we're focused on the game on Saturday. I'm sure we'll get a result. How important is it to go out there and get a result and to put that message out there that this team is different from from previous years? It, it, probably about 10 minutes to 5 tomorrow afternoon, you'll know exactly whether that's just speech play or whether there's a wee bit more metal to this Rangers team or not. If they bounce back after Wednesday night, the disappointment of that, I, I, I see the disappointment of Wednesday night, the real disappointment would have come on on Thursday when they woke up and realised that was a that was a trophy. Had I'm not saying gone begging, but that was the best chance of a, a trophy in a, in, a, in, a, in a wee while that Rangers have had. Um, I, I think I think that might be a, a rude awakening to them. I think it might be a rude awakening as well, where a team like St Mirren has showed more passion and more fight. But, I mean, one of the things that disappointed me um, when you said that you know that you, you were still celebrating and, and St Mirren had come back and actually scored the winner, was, was the only guy that reacted to the threat was McGregor, who pulled off an absolutely magnificent save. It was a worldly. To, was a and, the, and then you have to feel from because because nobody reacts. Correct. You know what I mean? He he has done he has he's done done his job probably surpassed what was expected of him just to make that save. And everybody else is watching, and the St. Mirren player reacted. Now, you know, I, I know it's dead easy to get caught in the moment. But, you know, great defenders are the guys that actually sometimes just follow the ball and are there first to clear it or to get a block in or or make a challenge. And it just didn't happen. I, I go back to what I said. I just didn't think there was any edge to the Rangers, um, the Rangers performance the other night. Tomorrow, what you're looking for and, uh, is maybe not, maybe not even the level of the performance. What you're looking for is Rangers win the game take the three points the table everything will depend tomorrow on whether Rangers win or don't win forget the, the level of performances how many goals that they score when they score their first goal one nothing to Rangers you know Winston Churchill once said you know one is enough and, and it would be tomorrow afternoon against Motherwell because one goal gets you three points yeah it feels like it could be quite a pivotal weekend to me you know I mean, if Rangers had won that game on Wednesday, then I, I think we would all be going into it feeling confident. But because we've lost it, and the manner in which we've lost it, you know, the, the, the poor defending, the fact, as I said earlier on, we'd, we'd pulled ourselves out the hole, we'd saved ourselves in the sort of 89th, 90th minute, and still managed to make an arse it and lose it. You know, it's 
all the questions about the character and mentality this this side are, are, are back up. So, you know, about two or three weeks ago, I was when when Celtic were going through their sort of bad phase, getting you know dropping points every week, getting pumped in Europe every week. I was sort of saying to a few folk that you know this weekend could be pivotal because if they lose the Scottish Cup and you know and we continue winning. You know, I, I was sort of suggesting that that would maybe be the turning point for Lennon. That that's when Celtic would would maybe decide to let him go. And now, you know, they're looking at well, if, if Rangers drop points on Saturday at Ibrox and we win the cup, you know, it's game back on again. So it feels like, you know, if Rangers win tomorrow, if they put on a good performance, then it, then it, even though it's not a league game, it puts a bit of pressure on Celtic to to to, to win that game on Sunday. And if they don't, then all of a sudden the tables are turned again. You know, the, the spotlight switches from Steven Gerrard and Rangers just now and switches back across the road, you know, and no doubt we'll have the the, the fences up and, you know, the the, the polis and the, the riots and all the rest of it. It's amazing so it, though, it, it's it, amazing it does feel like a pivotal weekend. Aye, but it's amazing though, isn't it, how two two games in, in two different competitions yeah. has, has got so much bearing in what everybody thinks is going to happen over the yeah. next six or seven months you know under normal circumstances a league game and a Scottish Cup final they, okay you want to get them at this time of the year but there, there, there is nothing to tie the two of them together Together, yet there is so much riding on this for, for both clubs and and again all, all Rangers need to do is is tomorrow you know tomorrow at this time the guys are sitting in the house having a, a cup of tea or whatever as they sit down at this time at night and and basically say job done. Three points. We we are back in the driving seat, back in the box seat. You know, and and let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. I mean, I'm the, the old Rangers down me. Kind <laughs> of always leans towards <laughs> the negative side. But I'm gonna try and be positive tomorrow. I think they'll do it. I think I think we'll make a statement tomorrow. I I, I could I could maybe see Rangers actually not not just winning but winning fairly well. Uh, sort of final point, Stephen Robinson uh, just pressed up today, you know, he, he's obviously based on what happened on Wednesday, keen to point out Rangers, uh, you know, the only invincible. So what, 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 do you, what would you expect for them? Is it, do you think it'll be the same thing, low block, you know, sitting deep, five men, all that kind of thing at the back to sort of nullify Rangers and, and maybe try and nip something? Or do, or do you think they'll be a wee bit more ambitious? Uh, I would go for the former, but Interested to hear what, what, what your views are. I think I think tomorrow it'll probably blow the dust off a Tommy McLean game book and basically say, let, 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 "Here we go, five five of the five at the back or four at the back, five across midfield, and if we feel like attacking, we'll um, we'll, we'll 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 maybe try and win a corner here or there." Yeah. I think that'll be the game plan. Again, though. There'll be one or two guys in that Motherwell team, and, and you know, Rangers don't play games just now without somebody trying to make a name for themselves. There'll be boys in that Motherwell team that will know that if you really want to make a name for yourself just now, go to Ibrox and score the winner against a Rangers team that's that's you know that hasn't lost a league game this season. That's a danger for Rangers, um, but again, I, I do think they probably have enough in their, their arsenal. To to um to outgun Motherwell and and get a and get a win. Um, I still think I still think that that one nil will be would be welcome like three or four under normal circumstances. Um, it's all about getting three points. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are boys in that team. You know, I always think the boy Grimshaw and and, and the likes of Declan Gallagher. They're they're always up for the fight. I think the fact that it's at Ibrox makes it a bit different. You know, a bigger park. I think that suits us. If it was at Fir Park tomorrow, I would maybe be a, a, a wee bit uh, a wee bit more nervous. Uh, one one more question before we go. That you know, Morelos is still suspended tomorrow. I've seen a lot of debate online about you know will 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 Eaton come in. You know, he kind of struggled on Wednesday, folks saying that he, you know, he's passed up his opportunity on this occasion. We'll go with the foe. But I saw an interesting comment today that, uh, and it made me think that they might be onto something. They were suggesting that they think Roof will be the middle, Kent on the right, and, and will reintroduce Brandon Barker. So in terms of the front three, what do you think? I think, I, I think to be honest, it, it's difficult to, you know, castigate or single people out performance-wise from Wednesday, given the the normal service wasn't there in terms of supply lines. Do you know what I mean? I thought that I thought that actually at times Rangers front guys looked as if they were living off, not quite no living off scraps, but the, the real chances were few and far between. And again, pressure and possession does not always compute as goal chances and, and goals. Um, and I sometimes think people get carried away in terms of possession stats and all the rest of it. Personally, I think, I think Eaton's a, 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 a decent player. Um, and again, we've seen this season that he can, you know, given the opportunity, he can score goals. I think actually it may be that Rangers need to be a bit more physical against Motherwell tomorrow, um, especially um, in central defence or in, in, in attack and actually trying out muscle Motherwell because muscle you know Motherwell are actually quite are physically quite good and quite demanding and they do defend pretty well so I think actually maybe Rangers need to take this game to, to, to Motherwell to win anything out of it Well we'll find out tomorrow sure uh, Score prediction? I'll go for 1-0 Rangers 3-0 I'm going for 3-0 I don't like doing score predictions, you're, but for some reason it's Friday and I've had a beer, so fuck it. <laughs> your, glass, your, your, your glass and your bottle are always half full, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Uh, anyway, right, but time we on, yeah, I think that's enough. Start at 35 minutes, I think we've covered everything there. So a big thanks to Stuart for his contribution there, a wee bonus pod for these guys. I uh, hope he's enjoyed it. Uh, you can, we'll have the show on Sunday, uh, Ross is hosting that and David Rain is on with Alex Anderson. So tune into that. Obviously, they'll be talking about the Motherwell game, uh, picking the bones out of that one. In the meantime, get yourself on to the Jersnet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Until the next time, bye for now.